Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This time, Roger and I watch Season 4, Episode 11, Shattered Sight. As always, we'll start off with a synopsis. In the land without magic of the past, Emma is living in a foster home with Ingrid. They bond, and Ingrid decides to adopt Emma. But when Ingrid tries to push Emma in front of a car to spur on her magic, Emma runs away. Later, Ingrid comes to Storybrooke before the first curse. When she meets an adult Emma who has yet to break the curse or accept magic, Ingrid takes her memories of her. In Storybrooke of the Present, the curse hits and everyone is at each other's throats. Elsa and Emma discover that they can't hurt Ingrid because they are bound by the ribbons, so they provoke Regina into removing them with her hatred for Emma. Anna discovers a message in a bottle that her mother threw into the sea before her death and brings it to the Snow Queen's fortress. When Ingrid learns that Gerda truly did love her and regretted what she had done, she sacrifices herself to break the curse, saving the town. Meanwhile, Rumpel prepares for his journey out of Storybrooke. What'd you think of this episode, Roger? Disappointing. Really? Yeah. I liked the first 80% of this episode. Okay. And I thought the conclusions were lame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I, the actual curse itself is amazing. Yeah. Um, but the the conclusion, the villain conclusion is bad. It was like the opposite of the previous episode, where like the beginning of it wasn't great, but then like the end was like, this is cool. Like, I'm excited. Yeah. And then, yeah, the first part of it, but the way it wraps up was like, really? Yeah. That, that's the conclusion to this? It felt too... Not that I want more, but it felt rushed. <laughs> like, I, I feel like she, like, so quickly learns this information and then just is like, oh, well, I guess I better kill myself. <laughs> and also, Emma deciding that she deserves a happy ending now? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I know you mentioned, like, well, don't people deserve second chances? I'm like, not always. Like, there are just some people we can just acknowledge are fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I, for the most part, really like this episode. Yeah. I, I, like I said, first 85% was fine. And obviously the ending with Rumpel is not my concern. But yeah, though, if it had ended with the jail scene where they just are laughing and we cut to Rumpel, I think I'd be fine with this episode. Everything in the, I'm going to call it the Snow Palace. Terrible. That's good. I like it. Terrible. Let's start in Boston. Sure. Uh, answers a previous question. I thought they were in New York. They were in Boston. They were in Boston. Um... I the charlatan was great. Oh my god, Madame Faustina, love her fake voice. It's incredible. And then when you like learn her real Boston accent, you're like, oh my god, I love this. That's so much. a character from a Disney thing, isn't it, Madame Faustina? Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. Let's uh, let's see, Madame. Isn't it exciting listening to us type? I don't think so. Son of a bitch. Well, somebody else asked this question. Yeah. Um, in any case, I also love how she like comes out from behind her curtain <laughs> and then she sees Ingrid standing there. And you get that she has this look on her face that's like, I never thought I'd see a bitch that's more extra than me, but this lady is fucking extra. <laughs> and I it, you know, we were talking about this during the episode where it's like I don't understand how people fall for this in real life. It's ridiculous because obviously people don't have psychic powers. Sorry if you believe that. But I understand why Ingrid fell for yeah. to begin because in her world, people really can do this. Well, she very quickly is like, oh, you're you're a fake. You're not doing shit. this right. Yep. And I like that like, in my land, charlatans are punished by death or something like that. And she goes to straight force choker. Mm -hmm. uh, is I that can't. the first time she had tested her power? Probably. First, first thing I would do when I land, are my powers working? 
I I literally think that this is the extension of that scene that we saw in The Apprentice. Like, I think that she just moments ago walked through a portal, saw a sign that said psychic, and was like, perfect! I also like that <laughs> punk rock dude tried to hit on her. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Like, oh, princess! And I was like, it doesn't really look like a princess to me, nope. but okay. Nope. And, but then we find out that she does know the savior's name based on the scroll. Yep. And does she know... She knows Storybrooke. Yeah, I think the scroll tells her... That if she goes to Storybrook, or if she goes to a place in Maine in 2001, the town of Storybrook will appear. And, like, that's where she will find her third sister. Her third magical sister. And that's she, a perfect match. Here's what's interesting. She stays hidden the entire time from Regina. Because yep. if Regina sees her, she goes, I don't recognize you, and I should know everyone in this town. I mean, I don't, I don't know. As we've talked about... The, who is in the town? Regina often says, like, I only brought who I wanted, but also there's a lot of, like, peasants there that run shops. So maybe she was just like, lady runs ice cream shop. I don't remember her, but, like... But everyone else was trapped in, like, the same day over and over and over. Yeah. She obviously wasn't. Yeah. So, like, whoever bought ice cream from her should have been buying ice cream from her over and over and over. That's and true. Time. I don't know. This is this is a writing inconsistent. This is a plot hole. It, it is not great. Uh, it's also when you think about. So obviously, Emma already thinks that Ingrid is crazy based on when Ingrid tries to push her in front of a car. Using um, vehicular homicide as a method of power awakening is insane. Yeah. Um, but adult Emma recognizes Ingrid, is freaked out that Ingrid is like the same age, and Ingrid tells her all about the curse. She's like, yeah, well, everyone's here. She's frozen for 28 years. That's why I haven't aged. And well, actually, well, she, what she says is people, you know, they, people don't age here correctly. She actually doesn't go into detail about the curse. Okay. Well, she does say some things that she says some things have that been, are, uh, she says Henry's right. Yeah. She should have been, obviously, at the time, Emma didn't believe yet, but she had been seeing things that like made her, made her question stuff. Not if Graham's still alive. Graham dies pretty early. And she says, I'm going to call Sheriff Graham. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So you're at right. this point, she's a complete non-believer. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, you're you're right. Um, the Kevin thing was also weird to me. Yeah. Okay. You obviously are aware of who Kevin is as a kid. Obviously, a good parent won't just kick a kid out. But you're the Snow Queen, and your entire plan revolves around making sure that this girl gets to where she needs to go. Kevin doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Kevin can be dealt with. Agreed. Just saying. Well, yeah, and I'm assuming after she decides to adopt Emma that she just sends all those other foster kids away. Or at least Kevin. Yeah. Like, I would have made an example to be like, hey, Emma's the favorite. Anyone touches her, they get sent away. Yeah. Or dealt with Goodfellow style. I don't really care how you do it at this point. You're the villain, be a villain, goddammit. I love how she's, like, encouraging Emma to torture this poor kid. I mean, the kid's a bully, and obviously he's Totally. Bad. But yeah, her answer was, I keep fake spiders for just this occasion. Yep. So how many times did she have to do this to Kevin? <laughs> That's a great question. This isn't a one-time deal. It's a great question. Um, I do think that Elizabeth Mitchell's acting is a lot better in these scenes. Her I'm with young. She's actually like Jennifer Morrison that she does well with kids. Mm -hmm. Like her and young Emma, convincing. Yeah. Believable. I think she's really good when she's sitting on the couch. Like yeah, she's like kind of being funny yeah, and like sassy. yeah, yeah, good. I thought it was good. But then it took a turn. The the scene in the street was insane. Uh, I, I thought it was really interesting that they are talking about Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, I mean, that just feels, it, you know, they could have talked about any Disney character, but for some reason they pulled in other IP. <laughs> but for 
for this concept, it does make sense because isn't the story of Harry Potter a boy who's normal in his mind who finds out he's a wizard? Yeah, that's true. And doesn't know his no, parents. That's, that's right. There's like a direct yeah. parallel here. Um, But even before they go to the street, they're like at this carnival and the like lights flicker in the game that they're playing, which is interesting. It's not which, the first time that's happened. It is chronologically for her because the lights flicker when she has Henry. Yeah. That's years later. Uh-huh. Um, it's a bit of a leap, though, for I, Ingrid. Agreed. Um, also, the ring that Emma wins, she kept it. It's in Is the it box. That ring? Mm -hmm. It's it's in the box when she and Hooker are looking through the box. So she didn't know what that ring meant at the time when she opened that box. Correct, but she did know what it meant when she put it in the box. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But when she sees it, she's like, I don't know what this is, but it did. It I mean, I think it's one of the only times in her life that she while it didn't turn out great in the end, mm -hmm. like I think it was one of the only times in her life that someone cared, like, about wa cared about her or wanted to adopt her or, you know, adopted her and like brought her back. I feel like the Snow Queen's plan was bad here. Though. Oh, it's really bad. Like, I you didn't even get her. From... What if somebody else had fallen in love with her and just adopted her from, and she'd never leave? Maybe she was, I don't know. I guess she... I had to imagine the reason that she kept adopting children is that she was looking for Emma. She knows that she's, well, she didn't adopt those other children. She ran a foster. That's home. what I meant. Like, yeah. she's looking to bring someone into the house, and then she finally runs into Emma. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Maybe. Well, because I think she was supposed to wait. I think that was, like, the whole thing with the scroll. Well, she has to and wait she, until... Until Storybrook. She tried to jump alone. And she... Yeah. And, and maybe... But, yeah, her plan is not good. Also, God, when Emma says, I love you at that carnival, and they're, like, hugging, the look on Ingrid's face, I was like... Oh my god, all you want is for someone to say that they love you. <laughs> Real sad. And yeah. Are we talking about Zelina or Ingrid? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> I'm unclear in which plot we're talking it's about. It's a good one. Yep. Yeah. It's true. Um, yeah, and then Ingrid pushes her in front of a car. She pushes her in no, front no, of a car. No, no, not pushes her in front of a car. Drags her out into the street and holds her in front of a car. And then later she tries to explain it to Emma, which is like kind of horrific. She was like, well, as a child, I had a traumatic experience. Like, you're like trying to give your, your adopted daughter a traumatic experience on purpose. So that reminded me, uh, spoilers, if you've ever watched the Batman animated series, like there's a whole connected universe. There's a great kind of series finale where Amanda Waller, who comes to respect Batman, decides that she wants a Batman in her own time after Bruce is retired and wants to recreate the situation. So basically, she decides... God, she decides that she's not only going to rewrite the DNA of this new kid's um, father to basically be Bruce Wayne's, she's going to then traumatize this kid and murder the parents in front of him so that he's set on the path of Batman. That's Except fucked. It's, uh, have you ever seen Mask of the Phantasm? No. Okay, well, that's her, who's the hired hitman. She's much older. Except for she realizes that's fucking horrific, and you cannot do that, and refuses to murder the parents. Wow. So that's the only thing that stops this situation. I'm like, wow. even the villain and the hitman goes, I can't do this. But Ingrid's like, oh, yeah, no, we can traumatize you. And I'm like, fine. are you crazy? Like, this is the thing about her, is that she's crazy. Like, she's just actually crazy. But not crazy in a fun way. She's just crazy. Yeah. She's crazy in an annoying way. Yeah. Like, yeah Zillian, I want crazy in a fun way. I want crazy. Like, just out of your mind crazy. We're so close, Roger. We are so close. We're so close. Um, and then Emma just runs. Yep. Which is very typical for Emma. She just runs. No plan. No nothing. She just bolts. 
and you can't chase down this little girl? Really? Emma's 14 at this point? 15? 13? I think she's like 14. Okay, 14. You can't really catch her? Well, and... I can catch a 14-year-old right now, and I'm old. And I guess, like, maybe it could have gotten worse and more traumatic after this, but eventually, like, Emma isn't just on her own for the rest of this time. Like, I'm assuming she encounters Lily. Maybe that happened before? I think that happened before. Okay. Maybe she never goes back into the system after this. That actually... It's possible. Might be when she leaves the system. That actually would make the most sense that she bonded with her and said, nope, screw this, I'm out. Because I feel like if you end up back in the system, you end up back at the home with England. 100%. Um, and maybe she could say, like, this lady's fucking crazy. She tried to kill me. Then the other kid would be like, well, she would never do that. Yeah. And you're, yeah. Okay, so let's assume that this was the moment that caused her to never trust anyone ever again. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense. Fair. That's fair. Crazy woman tried to kill you. Yeah. Anything else on the past there? I really, really wish this had been. I want to see the story of the person who just gave up young Emma. Yeah, I know. I mean, it wouldn't have made sense for that to be Ingrid based on the story that we have set up here, but they could have changed the story. Well, you could have given a context. Like, she didn't choose to give her up. She was like, Mm -hmm. the apprentice showed up and said, you have to give her back or you'll never get what you want. So it seems like to Emma that she just gave her back, but in reality, she didn't have a choice. That would have made more sense and made her sympathetic. That's true. But no, that's not where we get. Okay, let's be done with Boston of the past. Storybrook. The jail scene is a top episode, a top scene of the entire season. It's just the entire series, maybe? So good. Maybe. It's in the discussion. (laughs) It's hilarious. Yeah. I also love, I mean, the town just going nuts. Granny walking around with a crossbow. Like That town scene was disappointing because we didn't get any of the characters we know like and and care about. We didn't get Whale. We didn't get Ruby. We didn't get Archie. We didn't get Geppetto. We didn't get August. Yeah, really just Leroy is the only person we know well. And the dwarves. I mean, meh. You know what I'm saying? Like, and especially like all the grievances that they have, Granny and Ruby throwing bombs at each other. No, like, it's true. That's true. What do what do Granny's barbs sound like when she has no filter? <laughs> I would sit there and watch an entire 30 minutes of Granny just throwing barbs unfiltered. Yeah. I I actually really liked one of Anna's lines in this scene when she's talking to Kristoff when he's uh chained to the desk and she says, You stay here where you can't hurt anyone but me with your words. <laughs> Joe and Charming are elite in this scene. Oh my god. I just, the way that they're like screaming at each other. I loved when when um, Charming says, who always runs away? Like an inversion of, I'll always find you. Which is also funny when you think about Emma always runs from her problems. And she directly totally. inherited that from her mother. Totally. Um, and when, then when they're talking about Neil and Charming says, you don't know that he's my baby. Maybe it's whales. Deep cut, man. Deep cut. Interestingly, though, they both don't want to hurt the baby. They both have concern about the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I swaddle him perfectly. He's a baby, not a breakfast burrito. Which is funny because I feel like that is exactly what most mothers who feel like their father doesn't know what they're doing wants to say, but won't say yeah. it. But they're like, you're not doing it. Right. But also someone like Snow, who's a massive control freak, he could have never done that. That's true. Yeah, there was, it, it, was, it was really funny the stakes aren't super high here because they're not actually able to kill each other but it's just funny watching them so funny. arms at each other someone slipped me a poison apple and put me out of my misery and then Kristoff responding me please pick me i think the best one is when uh snow goes hey swiss miss i killed the evil queen's mommy <laughs> you want you want to sing a zippity doo about it i mean just 
Her ability to be sinister yeah, is it's so true. Amazing. Yep. Um I also love the the like Regina's like, what the hell am I wearing at both instances in the show? Like the first time she's like, why am I wearing this like straight laced mare outfit? I I have people to kill. <laughs> I do love that though, when she is in fuck it, I'm killing everyone mode, it's full regal attire. Oh, totally. It would have been really cool if she had done the dragon mail. Totally. Yeah. What is she? Um... Also, you know... Whoa, a little late for Halloween. How do you walk in that thing? Emma's just making a joke. And Regina responds, with the poise and composure of a queen. It's funny because if you're Emma, you have to be like, oh shit, I've seen this, Regina. I yeah. know exactly what this Regina is. This is not is. good. This is not good this for anyone. This is not good for anyone. Also, and you know, they do this trope a lot. You know how I know Regina's turned evil? Boobs. Because I can see them boobs. So many boobs. So many boobs. Um, I also we get to hear Regina's theme a lot yes. in this episode, which I was like super into. It's been a while. It's been a while. Good plan by Emma. Yeah, that was a really good plan. Way to counteract love with who can produce the most hatred. Yeah, Regina. Regina definitely. For so many reasons, because like both what has recently occurred with Marion, but also a Regina that isn't redeemed, like also still has really angry feelings about you all the time in general. You broke her curse. You stole her son. Like, all of it. It's well, and, all there. And in the snow. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of hatred in it. It's that. a lot. Yeah, it's a perfect antidote. Um, you, you, get a, you get a win in this episode. They should kill Ingrid in this episode. Yeah. And Emma actually says it, too. If it comes down to her in the town, I'll do what has to be done. Yeah, you. I mean, at this point, it's not feasible to not kill her when that's the only solution. Yeah. Um, and Elsa won't do it. I mean, Elsa doesn't know her. I guess that's true. I mean, I but she it, does know that she is her aunt. Yeah, but you yeah. don't know this. Yeah, one. this isn't killing someone that you bonded with. It's true. Yeah, because they don't remember. Um, other fun. They're all of the all of the gems from the, from the fighting. They're I so love. Good. So she opens the jail cell. So I thought at first, um. Regina was going to kill Charming. And then she makes a much more sinister threat about how she's going to take, take the, baby. the baby. And at that point, both Charming and Snow snap out of their fight and immediately direct their anger towards Regina, which is kind of funny to see them immediately back on the same page. Oh, totally. And then Snow smartly goads Regina into a sword fight. Totally. Well, and I also liked Anna kind of like steps in front of the baby and she's like, you but you like kind of seem crazy and like you you don't want to take the baby and then regina does what i wish someone would do the entire season i don't know who you are but i'm gonna send you back where you came from be gone <laughs> but first before that happens Kristoff pipes up kind of sounds like she has her reasons <laughs> look was her re was her reaction outsized yes is she completely unjustified no yeah that I just, there's, you think the spell has made me angry? Do not wake my baby! I, th I thought you said no magic. I thought you could keep a secret. I was dead! <laughs> just, but <laughs> the, the beauty of that scene is that you know Snow has been infuriated about that for at least 30 years of like, oh I my was God. 10. Totally. Got up already and leave me alone. I was a little girl. I made a mistake. Totally. Like, there was true rage that came out there, which is what, that fight, probably one of the best fights they've ever done. I mean, Regina gets thrown through a window. Yeah. That never happens. Oh, like, totally. Other than, like, Pan and Rumple. Actually, like, I, uh, way to go, like, Snow. 
She knows how to use that fucking sword. Also, I love when she grabs the papers and throws them in the air. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Totally. It was awesome. It was great. Yeah, Snow knows how to sword fight. Did Anna teach her too? Um, I think... I don't know. Or did Charming teach her in the episode where Snow finally cut Regina? I think it's that. When they think he's a social climber. Yeah. Where, who, who taught her how to... Oh. Was it? Charming? No, no, she didn't even a sword fight before that. Yeah, she does. We'll, we'll learn about that in season six. Five. Five. Oh, I know who teaches her. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, Hook and Henry. Henry, home alone Hook! So is Henry, Henry's impacted. Yes, he's definitely impacted. I think the idea was just to keep him in there so that, because he couldn't get out and no one could get in. I would have loved five minutes of Henry actually revealing what he feels. Yeah. Yes. It would have been hilarious about everyone. <laughs> about his mom, about what happened to his dad. Oh, about totally. Thing, about what he feels about that. Like, honestly, he should have been like, you know what, Charming? You're old and you're boring. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. I also like how, despite the fact that Hook currently doesn't have a heart and is on a really terrible mission to do a thing he doesn't want to do, still has time to make a joke. <laughs> Emma used that word. Together? Together? <laughs> I mean, in fairness... That would be a thing that would distract him. That's his single life purpose. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, Home Alone being the plot of Henry and Hook was great. Oh my god. He got more of that. Really should have gotten more of that. I love it so much. Like a series of traps where Hook keeps falling into it would have been hysterical. Will shows up. Oh my god. Some like ridiculous. Uh... He like a leprechaun. Yeah, he does. He and Hook doesn't even throw a punch. He just moves and Will knocks himself out. I think Will was drunk. I'm sure he was. Yeah, I think Will was drunk. Because Hook just, like, looks at him with disgust. Because he does this. And then he lunges at him. And he just... He does throw him into the wall and let yeah. him knock himself out. A lot of concussions in this episode. A lot. Um, And then he just walks away. He's like, okay, problem yeah. solved. No, no problem. I'm done. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we've got... Like, the Emma, Elsa, Anna, Ingrid situation. And then, like, the Rumple Hook. I think those are the only things left. Let's go with the four of the five worst characters in this series. Okay. I don't know who the bottom five I would rank when we get to the end, but four of them would probably be in there. Wow. Maybe, maybe, maybe Emma would sneak out of there. Maybe. Okay. The other three definitely are in there. Um, so Ingrid is, like, I feel like she's, like, the opposite of villain monologuing. She's, like, villain love-baiting. <laughs> Thing. Well, we soon you won't hurt me. Soon you will love. We saw hate baiting by yeah. Emma to Regina, so I guess Ingrid is love baiting. Yeah. Um, let's go back real quick and talk about where Kristoff and Anna got poofed to, because that's important before we get to this. Oh, uh-huh. They poof to the beach where they came from. Yep. Kristoff is gonna swim home. <laughs> 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 my entire life. He's like, fuck this shit. I'm out. I'm taking my boots off. And I am swimming all the way back to Arendelle, which is which in a is not different possible. realm. Not possible. But he, I don't think he knows where he is. But he, is this man an Olympic level? Actually, I'm sorry. Is this man a mermaid where he can just swim? Like, is he going to just end up in Europe? Yeah. If he doesn't die? He's yeah. going to die. Yeah, he's going to end up in Europe. But he just like, or maybe he's he... get hypothermia. He's get, well, he, maybe he's impervious to ice after being frozen for 30 years. Maybe. Built up a tolerance. But he kicks up some dirt. Stumbles onto. Anna stumbles on the. Ground. Well, he 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 like kicks. He stumbles on it literally, and then she finds it. He's like, "Oh, that's a thing." But then again, she's like, "Sorry, she knock out." Him in the head, but she just leaves him there. 
And of course the bottle traveled over with them in the portal. Cause you know, when you throw a message in a bottle 30 years ago into the water, it just hangs out in the water. Conveniently right in the spot yeah. that you drown waiting for. Yeah. And it conveniently, it is the most important letter that anyone has ever read. You know what the most powerful magic of all is? Happenstance. <laughs> Rumpel would say there is no happenstance. Rumpel would call it fate. The problem with that is that Rumpel believes in fate, but he also believes he can modify his fate, which inherently believes that you don't believe in fate. Okay, so that, that comes from Neil in the episode where you discover that Neil is Balefire. Mm-hmm. And that was a big deal. Yeah. And I agree that there's some happenstance happening there. But it doesn't feel as ridiculous as this. No, it doesn't. And I'm it, not sure why. Well, because in the past, it felt like he was saying there are, there is a path that you are set on and you can modify it a little bit. Like I've said, like you can throw a rock in a river, but the river will eventually self-correct. Yeah. Whereas like this feels like you can just dam it up and completely undo what is happening yeah it really felt like a deus ex machina a hundred percent i mean that's what i think i even said in the last episode like this is all just luck yeah um like they were what five minutes away from being sea corpses yeah oh i did forget about another line that i enjoyed when elsa and uh, emma are going to the vault to get regina to break the curse and elsa calls emma prickly and she's like i'm prickly and it's like of course you're prickly emma that's not how that line goes yeah Emma says, I have to go do something I'm good at. and I'll... No, that's after they have the conversation. So El- Elsa says, because Emma's like, oh, I know what we have to do. We have to go get Regina t- to break the ribbons because she hates, hates me. me. Yeah. And Elsa's like, I mean, it seems like you guys have come a long way. Like, you're a little prickly, but like, she, like, and then oh, Emma's oh, like, oh. I'm prickly? And then later she says, like, well, now I have to go be someone I'm good at. Prickly. Right. So she didn't think she was prickly? Apparently not. <laughs> She's like the definition of prickly. Has she met Hook? Yeah. Because I... I feel like Hook would be like, love, you're prickly. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. I guess that could be a thing where like, if you told Snow she's controlling, she'd be like, I'm not controlling. <laughs> and Charmin would be like, no, you're not controlling at all. I will say, I I still think the thing, everything that happens with Ingrid, stupid. All that's stupid. I don't like it. I literally was writing, this is supposed to be some big moment and it just doesn't get me. And then I started to cry. So I don't know. Even though I think it's stupid, it still hit me. Oh, you're sad. Yeah. It's a, it, I mean, it's, I think it's supposed to be sad. It moved, it, I, you know, I almost it's cried. It's definitely supposed to be sad. I almost cried tears of joy <laughs> because she's gone. It's like. I don't think I was crying because uh, because she was dying. I think it was more like it, it, it's kind of tragic that like the one thing that she wanted she could have had she had all along and like didn't know. I don't okay. know. The mu- the music is even terrible in the scene. It's like angels singing. It's really bad. Why? Why is that what's happening? The, that scene is pretty much how I feel. It's a microcosm of the entire season. It yeah. just in the way of better things. Yeah. The rest of this episode I really like. And then you get to the Snow Palace with those four, and I'm like, Absolutely. Shut the fuck up. And then like Anna reads the letter and that convinces Ingrid that this is all bad. Yeah. She she's like, oh fuck, I made a mistake now. I have to kill myself. I don't know. You know, people who listen, if you like the Snow Queen, please explain why. 
I would love. I just want someone to explain to me what you like about her. I just don't get it. I don't see it. I get why people like Zelina. I don't care for Zelina, but I can understand how someone would like Zelina. I really don't understand how people. No, like I character. completely agree. I don't get it, it. She both confuses me. Her motivations aren't clear to me. Even the way that she and I and this is not just like I thought Zelina was well acted despite yeah the bad agreed. plot. I don't think the character was well acted. Yeah, I think it's ruining a lot of the story that's previously established. Like the whole scene with her taking away Emma's memories is like, oh, so you guys ran into each other in two thousand eleven. That's stupid. Yeah. And then she touches... So the memory rock was also on the thing that survived the little tablet in the bottle. And then that gave her her memories back that she never lost in the first place. I don't think it gave her her memories back. I think when she touched it, it like reminded her. Because her actions drastically changed. So it almost felt like she didn't have those memories. I think she felt the love. Yeah. Because it's not her memories. It's like the memories of everyone in Arendelle. So I think she like felt the love of her sisters and the love of like the king. So she got more than just her yeah. memories. She got everyone's memories. Yeah. Yes. That would be overwhelming no matter what the memories It would be are. overwhelming. It might make you want to, you know. And then she offs herself? Yep. Shouldn't she have like undid the Marion thing first? Theoretically, it should go away when she dies. Are we, should we be risking that to chance? I don't know. I don't know. Also, and then Emma makes a line about, like, well, you deserve a happy ending. And I'm like, but why? Like, why have we all of a sudden forgiven I, her? I mean, I guess, like, because she's, like, sacrificing herself, like, it's like an act of true love or something. But I don't, I don't know. There's, would, not, there's not, like, enough time here. Like, all of this happens very quickly. But, like, would we feel this way if Cora in the end felt like this? And, like, she deserves a happy ending? I mean, if Cora literally tried to sacrifice herself to save everyone, maybe I would feel a little differently, but I don't, I don't know. Just, this just doesn't seem like a, an appropriate response to something. Also, just not enough time. Not no. enough time. It's too quick. It's yeah. way too quick. Um, it's the same thing I said with like the whole Snow Queen. We, you know, Zelina had this problem too. It's like, you're good, you're good, you're good. You're crazy. Yeah. But like, why? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um... All right. Anything else on that before we talk about Hook and Rumple? No, I'm good. I'm so glad it's over. So for some reason, Hook is not affected because he doesn't have his heart in his chest. Which was it also that because Rumple kind of makes a joke like your heart is like safe and sound here. Did he like do something to it so that he wouldn't be affected? But if that were the case, if Rumple is not affected and Rumple is not effective and he's in possession of it, theoretically, the curse can't touch him. So anything that he has can't be touched. OK, that's fair. Which means he could have done this with other people's hearts. He could have actually just saved him. <clears throat> yeah. We learn what his plan is to tell Henry and Belle. I'll tell them the Snow Queen destroyed storybook whilst I saved everyone I could. I won't be a villain. I'll be a hero. I said this about Emma and that I didn't buy back in season 3B that she would want to go back to New York because it's fake. I don't believe that Rumple would want Belle to fake love him. There's a lot. There's a lot of... The Rumple stuff makes me upset in this episode because I feel like I'm like, that's what? Like, you don't care about that. I, I said this in our deep dive, but like, it's like they forgot who Rumple was when yeah. they brought him back and they brought a separate character back who was basically like Rumple, but not like this is this isn't even the Rumple that we know pre yeah. Storybrooke. Like, this is just it's almost like Gold and Rumple are separate characters. Yeah. Well, it is odd. You made the same when at the end when he says, but I can't make the same promise for the rest of the world. It's like, what, you're just going to like go terrorize people? He's going to take over the world. He is the most powerful man in the world. But like, why? He, but he's never shown a desire to have that. I don't know. 
<laughs> I did love his delivery of, so you failed at kidnapping a child. Fair point. Also, <laughs> how was he able to just stop? Like, he was commanded by his heart. You, you keep doing it until you get told otherwise. Like, isn't that how it works? Yeah, I wonder if um, Rumple told him to come back when the curse broke. Uh, because I, I, I don't think that Rumple would want to bring Henry if the curse was broken. Because Henry would be fine. Oh. He would be happier with his moms. That's true. And, like, there's no way he would be able to convince Henry. Like, no. it's it's fine. It's a liability. <laughs> uh, and he doesn't need to now. He's yeah. safe with his mom. Yeah. She can take Belle with him. They can go travel the world. Yeah, I mean, like, even that threat, he's never been an indiscriminate conqueror, killer. The world really has nothing. The only person who should be worried right now is Hook. Yeah. And I guess Emma because of Hook. Yeah. That's it, though. Uh-huh. I don't know. It, this is not this is not a good episode. Like, I just, I like Rumpel scheming, but, like, making Rumpel a two-dimensional villain is not what made Rumpel fun. But. Yeah. Um, anything else before we move to favorite moment? 85% of this episode was really good. I know. It was really Just good. Just a terrible it was really conclusion. Good. But yeah. I have three-ish, sort of. I have four favorite moments. Okay. Uh, Evil Queen returns for a night. Just seeing that Regina, that costume, that's great. That delivery, and even when she like walks into the jail and she's just so happy, <laughs> like that. That she's that, like, this is not why I was here, but this works. <laughs> like it's just so fun. Uh, yeah, I know everything about that was. It was nice to see that Regina again. Yeah, I have basically the entire jail scene, but specifically, I was ten. So my next one was Snow's rage against Regina, specifically yeah. the if you think this curse made me angry. You don't want to see what happens if you wake my baby. Totally. Which she now has mom rage, and I'm pretty sure that's the kind of rage that can kill anyone. Mom mom rage is great. Mom rage is not to be fucked with. You mentioned this line earlier, but I also have, you know what, Swissmith? You think you know me? I pick flowers, I talk to birds, but you know what else I do? I kill. That's right. Snow White is a murderer. I killed the evil queen's mommy and said I was sorry. And I didn't mean it. The same funny way she does that is so sinister because so she's sinister. like, you know, Snow White is the lovebird yeah. singing. It's almost like when she was singing back in Heart of Darkness and then she goes to swap the vermin. It was that. Yeah. It was just like, you're twisted super hot, by the way. Love Dark Snow. Yeah. Um, and then referencing Zippity Doo Dah was the second part of that for me. It's great. Yeah. No, that was my third one. So what's your favorite moment? Uh... <laughs> The second time that Regina says, what am I wearing? And then they all just laugh hysterically. Perfect ending. Perfect ending. You see that that Lana Perea is actually laughing so hard that she can't breathe in that fucking dress. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, the, the, we even talked about this. So I was like, honestly, if you woke up from that, the only reaction possible is laughter. It was perfect. <laughs> it was insane shit that we just did. Why am I wearing queen guard? Why were we sword fighting? Why are we in jail? Why am I locked up? I mean, it was just, it was just like on top of it. And it was like, this is it's beautiful. the best ending possible. My favorite moment was Snow and Charming. The definition of the truest love. Just lobbing bombs at one another. <laughs> back and forth. And totally. they're both good at it. I mean, they're so good. evil. And I'm like... Huh. They're they're the truest love and maybe the truest hate at the same time. Are they able to Uh-huh? Yeah. I have three ridiculous moments. I do too. I guess it's is, not really a moment, but is vehicular homicide one of them? Um no actually, but yeah, that should be one. Because that. Yeah, that's really bad. Ingrid tries vehicular homicide on Emma is Yeah. 
terrible my related one to that is after that happens <laughs> and she runs away and she sees emma for the first time as an adult and she's like oh hey so like there's like a curse here and stuff and like you want some ice cream see <laughs> last time we ran into each other I tried to hit you have you hit by a car by the way there's a curse and you've already thought i was crazy so now I'm going to convince you that I'm crazy Make by telling worse. you there's a curse. Make it so much Though, worse. there's a point that you brought up about shared delusions all the way back in season one. Again, it's another shared delusion. Now, granted, she gets her memory stripped, but even at that point, she should have been like, why do you have the same no, delusion? It's true. Something is off. That's true. All right. Um, so uh, this is more conceptual, but... Am I supposed to believe that the Snow Queen is redeemed just because she realizes she was wrong in the end? Because it felt like yeah, I guess. they were asking that she deserved redemption. And I'm like, no, no, hell the fuck. For one, she trapped Elsa in that thing for 30 years and did all those horrible things. Now, because you got the love you wanted, like, fuck off. Both both her going dark and her returning her redemption happen so quickly. Like, she goes into the, into the urn and she has no control of her powers. And she's not evil when she goes into the urn. And then she comes out and all of a sudden she's evil. Oh, it's crazy. And she murdered Marion. For believe she went crazy inside of the earth but then why didn't Elsa? And, like, why, why weren't you, like, more crazy? Like, why, like, more... Yeah. Like more unhinged. Should have been unhinged. Um, and why didn't Elsa go crazy? And then now, it, like, and I, I do understand, like, she doesn't have to die for this. Like, that is a choice that she made. She could just let everyone destroy themselves and let the curse go on. Sure. But I don't know that we're like, this is like a redemption arc. The way that Emma. It's not an arc, it's like a spike. <laughs> but the, what Emma says implies that the viewer is supposed to believe yeah. that she deserves a happy ending. Yep. Um,. I just have Rumple is broken. Like, they just, like, broke his character. Like, he's just broken. I would be okay <laughs> if you would explain to me, like, some internality that you've talked about. Like, mm -hmm. if Rumple and Hook had a scene on the bench, and Hook's like, why are you doing all this? And Rumple's like, look, I tried the hero thing. And the only thing that got me was brought back against my will, almost had to murder my wife in front of me, and my son died. Fuck being a hero. I'm doing it my way. All right. I get why Rumple is a broken man now. We don't get that. No, we don't. We just get... We, we need a it. villain. So, Rumpel, you're the villain. The most ridiculous thing, though, is that Anna, of all people, is the hero of this story by finding a bottle and reading a message that convinces the Snow Queen to just drop it. I also have the bottle somehow came through the portal, and Anna somehow finds it at the moment that it's needed. That that That's the big conclusion? That's bad. That's, that is very unfulfilling. Yeah. Anything else before a loser? No. I don't even know who else the loser could be. I have two. Who's your second? Hook. See, I would have put Hook, but nothing changed for him. It's just that he didn't do any that bad thing here. Like nothing actually bad happened to him here. He's in the same spot he was before. He had to do the fairy thing last time, which is why I picked Hook. No, I think that's fair. I don't right. know what Hook what changed for Hook right here. Yeah. I guess the goodbye kiss. Yeah. That's a kind of sad moment. Uh huh. But no, actually, that happened in the last episode. It's right Did before it? the curse. Yeah. You're right. So really, nothing happened to him here. All right. Fine. You win. Things are shitty for Hook, though. They are very shitty. I have Ingrid. Obviously, Ingrid. <laughs> I mean, died. Yeah, she dies. <laughs> that's that's a good one. She also, like, comes up with a terrible plan to convince a teenager that she's Harry Potter. Yeah, so <laughs> died in the present, went insane in the past, and didn't need to. Like, why did she have to rush it? I, I don't know. 
what's also weird is that wasn't her goal just to have the like love of Emma ultimately? Yeah. She had it. And you didn't need to Elsa. Okay, but you could have been patient. You had one of the she two. She needed the magic too so that she would feel accepted, I guess. But Emma already accepted. Like they were happy. This was like she had what she wanted and threw it away. Yep. Not 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 good. I they have three winners. I think I have four. Ooh. Which I had a hard time with winners. I, I just I basically just I mostly chose the things that I enjoyed most about this episode. And then one other thing. <laughs> okay, who's your fourth? My fourth. I don't know if you rank them. I don't rank them. Okay, give me one of your four. Um Anna, I guess. I mean, she I saves ultimate, the day. Anna's my ultimate winner of this episode. She saves the day. I don't, I mean, I, I think it's stupid, but she did. Through the power of happenstance. She did it. Yeah. <laughs> she figured it out. Well, she does convince yeah. Ingrid. Though, what's weird is that they have her read it. They could have just given it to Ingrid and let her read it. I know. It's like Ingrid didn't believe it when it was being read. Yeah. Anna isn't clever enough to just make that story up. Yeah. Um. I also have Snow. And Regina. Um, <laughs> While they're my favorite, did anything change for them? Well, Regina, unwittingly, is the reason oh. that she broke the ribbons. Which actually, I guess, wasn't necessary. Yeah. Story. I don't think it helped, actually, strangely enough. They didn't do anything with it. But theoretically, it was necessary for... I don't know. Anyway, and Unclear. she's just amazing in this episode. She's just amazing. It was amazing. So Lana Faria gets the win. Snow because also Snow amazing was like winning that sword fight. She was fucking winning that. She pushed her through a fucking window. <laughs> she was. <laughs> she forced Regina to use magic, yeah. which does show that Snow was winning. Oh, actually, yeah. I grant you that. Actually, I'm gonna add Snow as a winner because she won that badass fight and her barbs were great. Yeah, totally. Um, so Snow would get my fourth place uh, runner-up. Who was your last one? Madame Faustina. That's amazing. I forgot about her entirely. She's just amazing. And she got like that humongous fucking diamond for nothing. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well. She took her necklace back. Then I guess I'll fault and do Madame Faustina. I still think she deserves it just because of how hilarious that was. And she was such a bad huckster. So bad. Susan. No. Her name will not be Susan. Okay, who do you have here? So Snow. Uh-huh. Um, I... Wait, why did you choose Snow? Oh, because you had convinced I agreed with what okay. you said uh -huh. about Snow. And winning the fight, I think, was big. Um, I put Henry. Pulling his Helm Alone plot was kind of funny. Yeah, no, that was great. I like that. Yeah, just it was really funny, really well done. We didn't get enough of him. Um, I did not give credit to Regina. I gave credit to Emma, though. It was her plan. She was the one who convinced them that they yep. need to actually use figuring out the antidote. Oh, my God, you chose Emma. I chose Emma. And you know how much I hate Emma. That just, she gets credit. But obviously, Anna is the winner yeah. of this episode. So, I mean, she convinces the Snow Queen to commit seppuku. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, next week is the mid-season finale, Heroes and Villains. And I'm most looking forward to all of the Frozen characters going home. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! And is Rump what's going to happen to Rumpel? Is Rumpel going to get away with this? Is it going to work? I think this episode could probably be titled Rumpel's Reckoning. Also... Another ridiculous happenstance thing. Apparently, he can only separate himself from the dagger when the stars in the hat align with the stars in the sky. And it just so happens that that's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. 
you know. I'm more okay with that just because, like, that's pretty normal where, like, it, there's a, like, sundown was just as ridiculous. Like, why does it have to wait till sundown? You know, like, that's just, that's how shit happens all the time. But yeah, it is kind of like, oh, conveniently, it happens to be the time at the very end of the season. Well, and I feel like in other stories, when there's, like, a stars aligning situation, it's like, this only happens once every 377 years. Yeah, yeah it's something absurd like that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the house of cards at Rumpel's boat is going to come crashing down. And it's, what's going to be frustrating is that there were so many moves he could have made to ensure this doesn't happen that I know Rumpel knows how to do. You know you know Kat can hide that dagger. You just, you gotta do it. That's the only thing that can stop you. And like, why are you letting Hook go free all the time? You, he knows things about you. You just don't need him telling other people. Maybe he commanded him you can't tell anyone. I don't know, man. Um, I'm, the other thing that's very weird to me, we haven't talked about Marion in quite some time. Yeah, what's going to happen to Marion? Now what happens then? Does she just wake back up? Do we have that problem to do with again? Is the ice wall going to come down? Ice wall, does the ice curse go away? That means she gets her heart back and she's fine. Um, curious on that one. We still haven't really talked about the author much. Yeah. I, you know, you, you brought... Well, the next episode, Roger, is called Heroes, Heroes and, and Villains. And maybe we talk. <laughs> the thing that I would like to see, and this is the perfect episode to do it, for once, can we just have a villain win? Mm. It doesn't raise the stakes if the villain's always going to immediately lose. Let them win. Let the heroes fight back in the next season. It's okay. We never do that. Yeah. Well, please be sure to join us next time when we watch season four, episode 12, Heroes and Villains. They're all gone. We're back to the good. We'll see you next time.